BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your cooking papa, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. You better believe that was an anime reference. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh god, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and it is two weeks. It is two weeks since this election has happened. Well, actually a week, technically. Um, But the gag is, once again, we're not talking about it. Why? Because I needed a break. (laughs) And so what did Tricky Dicky Munoz do over here? She recorded before because no matter what this outcome is, I'm just going to need a break. I need a break. I feel like we all just need an MF break. And I think you all would agree. Just a moment to breathe. Just a moment of like, (sighs) oh yeah. Can I give you like a little ASMR moment? Like, yeah, does that give you all the tingles? Yeah. Oh my God, ASMR is like the weirdest thing. And I'm off on a tangent already. And the episode has just started. Oh my God. Folks, do you know what I discovered this week? I discovered this website called Buy Me a Coffee. Um, you like, you like super internet people out there, or you super podcast people out there probably know about this. This is like Patreon, but like different, I guess. I don't know. You know, I never kind of self-promote because the podcast is about like all my fabulous guests and what I'm doing. Yeah, but never really ask for anything. And someone recently uh, just kind of kind of uh, reprimanded me, to say the least, that I should be on one of these things because, you know, as I, as I grow popular, shout out to you, um, everybody in, in India, shout out to you, hey, um, that like, you know, I... I've lost a little bit of work during this pandemic, so why not recoup it? Um, and, you know, I give you all this free content. So, you know what? Why not buy me a coffee out there? So if y'all want to go and quote unquote, buy me a coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Munoz. That's M-U-N-O-Z and buy me a coffee. Why not? Um, I figured I'd try it. I'm on it. If you do, great. If you don't, I won't be mad. I'm still creating because why? I love what I do. Well, it's another big week here on In Your Mouth because what? The gay liberties keep just knocking at the door. And today, once again, is no different. And actually, I don't know if this is good luck or what, but this is the second Dan of the week, honey. We had Daniel Pelosi last week and this week. Please join me in welcoming the one, the only, Dan Toro. Say hi, Dan. Hello, hello. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I am great. One of my favorite things to do as I do these intros and in your mouth listeners, this is a little BTS for you, a little behind the scenes, is that um, all my guests, we record through Zoom and they are on video with me and watch me do this whole intro. And one of my favorite things is to just watch people's faces as we go from like normal talking and like, hey, this is how this is going to go to, like, it's showtime. 
Oh my god, it's it brings me joy. It brings me joy. And what you know what else brings me joy? The fact that you are here and we are meeting, Dan. So I am so excited to have you on the pod and thank you for joining me today. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I do have to say thank you to everybody else in India because I had that same thing. I look at my analytics, I was like, oh, I'm really big in India. This could be awesome. <laughs> I not could be awesome. I am here for it. <laughs> I am absolutely obsessed. I will fly to India, live in India, eat all the Indian food. I am here for it. I am yeah, that would be great. The life of a Kardashian. That's all we can ever ask for. I mean, <laughs> for the most part, for the most part. Oh my God, random tangent. Again, did you see that Kanye gave uh, Kim a, a hologram of her father who passed away for her birthday? Can you do that? Apparently, well, if you have enough money, you can. I was because I have a list of holograms I would like to receive. That would be fantastic. I mean, but that's a, a with too it, much with his voice. And at one point, um, her father, I guess, back from the grave, is like, "And you married a great guy in Kanye." And I was like, "This is." I don't know if I if I'm like here for it or like a little weirded out by it. Wait, can I? Oh no, is this appropriate? Can is I thought isn't their father aren't they still alive? No, because Kim Kardashian isn't a Jenner. Oh, I did not know that. Why did I not know that? I thought that's common knowledge and I I may have missed that. Yeah, the family's <laughs> you know what the family's very mixed. It's all confusing and it all dates back to the OJ trials. But <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> But listen, um, for those of you out there who don't know who Dan is, and I am sure you already do, uh, Daniel Toro is the creator and self-described, sort of charming, definitely nerdy host of Man Cake. I am salivating already. (laughs) Man Cake is his delicious baking Instagram, TikTok, and very popular YouTube series where the motto is, life is short, so lick the bowl. Pun in ended. <laughs> so before we go anywhere else, Dan, in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I would like to wish you on this November 11th, happy National Sunday Day. Oh, thank you. I was, I was hoping it was going to be a good one and I can get behind Sundays. I don't know why it's National Sunday Day. I can why? get behind Sundays too, as long as it's for brunch. For, yes, but oh, <laughs> I'm full well, of actually, <laughs> mimosa seven days a week personally but sunday brunch is kind of a thing yeah um but sundays when's the last time you had a sunday oh gosh oh i don't know i i don't i can tell you the last time i had a milkshake which was last night but i can't tell you the last time i had a sunday yeah the dairy especially that much like heavy cream dairy doesn't agree with me to say the least and no, so- no i am lactose intolerant so for me, it's always like a living on the edge moment where it's, you have too much, you know, it, all of a sudden it's, it kind of becomes like a, like, a, like a water park. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it seems like fun at first and then um, you can't bottom for a week. No, you're, you're <laughs> spending a good 45 minutes in the bathroom scrolling TikTok while your legs go numb. It's a, yeah. it's a rough time. <laughs> While your legs go numb. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's a I feel like we all do. And I feel like if you don't, maybe you're you maybe you're fibbing a little bit. Yeah, I can't stop the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my god. Um I found that help a lot, these like natural lactose digestives. The, uh, from my local um, chemist, if you will. Uh, no joke. There's like these uh, New York chemists that have been around. They're like the old school pharmacies and they sell all like the supplements and natural things and whatnot. And um, as as opposed to like a name brand pill, that's not a sponsor. Um, I went and found this lactose digestive just because it was an all natural approach. And I feel like it helped. See, I don't know if I could, I, I'm okay with it. I plan ahead. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you into my life a little bit. Every night before bed, 
I do like a line of Oreos with a big glass of milk. It's my comfort zone. It's my me time. Wait a minute. You do a line of Oreos? Does that mean like you crush them up and snort them? No, no, I'm not 18 anymore. <laughs> but I'm just, I, give me five minutes, a line of Oreos and a big glass of milk. I, I'm in heaven. I'm knocking on heaven's door. But I plan ahead for it because I know, okay, I'm having a big glass of milk at 9.30 at night. I know somewhere between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to need some 45-minute me time. Yeah, exactly. So I just plan ahead. Right. Well, you know, it's... It's the journey. It's the journey that counts. <laughs> Wait a minute. And speaking of ice cream, before we before we move on, do you know Tyra Banks is coming out with an ice cream? Please don't. Why? <laughs> Why? I, I, oh, I Can don't... you guess the name of the ice cream? Smize. It's Smize cream. Of course it is. Smize <laughs> cream. I the, the name is cute. The name is cute. But every time I think of Tyra Banks, and I'm sure you can remember, if you watch America's Next Top Model, is the episode in season two when she was yelling at that girl? I think it was season two. Yeah. She's like, We were all rooting for you. Why? Tiffany. Why? That's, yep. Yeah, that's my Tyra Banks. And I'm just, I, I'd rather stick with that. I'd rather not think Tyra Banks, oh, let me get some ice cream. I'd, I'd rather think Ben and Jerry's, let me get some ice cream. Listen, in your mouth, listeners, Dan is a recent discoverer of the uh, podcast, and that's how we met through the interweb on Instagram. I actually slid into his DMs, um, <laughs> but very, but very appropriately. Let's not get it twisted here. And um, and so I think you've heard that I am on an America's Next Top Model like tangent these days. I've just made it to cycle twenty two out of twenty five. But there's three missing on Hulu. I don't know where 23, 24, and 25 are. I have wasted several months <laughs> with Miss Banks. And she, for as good as she's, uh, as good as she is, and the doors that she's opened, and some of the problematic things that she's done, she has also gotten away with a lot of corny bullshit. And this is just like par for the course for her. And you know what? I'm here for it. It's my ice cream. If you want to send me some ice cream. <laughs> They follow me on Instagram. So, <laughs> oh well, then there you go. I love yeah. Smize ice cream. Just in case they're listening, yeah, and they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, happy National Sunday Day to all of you out there. Please go take a lactate or lactose digestive and um, have at it, right? And just yeah. make sure make sure you get up before your legs go numb. Is all I got to say. Maybe. And taking you right into that's a perfect segue right into this day in gay history. <laughs> Um, if believe it or not, did you know, Dan, that in 1634, yes, you heard it right, 1634 in Ireland, an act for the punishment for the vice of buggery is passed by the Irish House of Commons, making anal intercourse punishable by hanging. The primary advocate of the act is Anglican Bishop John Atherton. Oh, well, you know what? I... I'm kind of on the, no, I, well, I want to try to be cute and be like, well, whoever wants to use, you know, warming situations down there while they're, while they're pitching, if you will, maybe should have a, a stern talking to, but I, that's, that seems so aggressive. Yeah. So I mean, aggressive. I mean, listen, it's been months for me. I'm ready to just to hang myself because I've gone without <laughs> Oh no! See, I can I can binge watch enough Golden Girls and Sailor Moon. I'm I'm more than okay. <laughs> Plus, I'm sure you. Know, I'm sure you're just like me. Us us working girls, we we've got a lot going on. We can't just wait willy nilly until someone comes comes knocking on our door. <laughs> well, that's all I am waiting. I, I I I think you have a man though in the house. Do you not? I do, but I sent him away to the bedroom to be quiet. Oh, okay. So you know what? That's why you're not complaining about it because you have it on tap. <laughs> Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. All right. Listen, all right. Those who have dick on tap don't have any complaints. I am sorry. All right. I don't want to hear that. It's like, oh my God, it's just like roommates. You don't even know. I was like, please. I live in 120 square feet. All right. I live in a walk-in closet alone. It's me and my and my KitchenAid and my Vustov knives. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he knows when I when I crack out the Oreos, it's it's me time. <laughs> it's your time. Crack out the Oreos <laughs> and the straw and the yeah, credit card. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know what? 
Um, I just also discovered that this was LGBTQ History Month. All right. Where did that come from? Right. I'm I'm all here for it. But I was like, oh, I missed the boat, I guess. October was LGBTQ History Month. Okay. I was like, oh, I was like, since when did we get a month? I thought that was June. Right. But it should be all year. It it should be all year. But I definitely thought that was June. I didn't know it was. I I must have missed the memo. (laughs) I I think we all did. I think we all did. I think like much like National Sunday Day, whoever creates those things, it's just like, okay, we're just going to throw this there too. Yeah, but I feel like we need to write an email, you know, a very strongly worded email to the mother goddess share herself to find out why we weren't included in that memo. Yes. Because I feel like I need to know those things. I could theme some desserts around it and celebrate it. That's yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. But now I know for next year. So thank you. Yeah, that you can like wisdom. since it's since it's LGBTQ History Month, right? October was. Um so, you know, you could pull out like the the old cookbook. What's that old the 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 history of cookery, or I have it here somewhere. It's like one of the first cookbooks <laughs> ever written. And you could like do like a rainbow, a rainbow meat pie or something. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I'm trying to picture what that would look like in my head. And I don't know if orange meat would be appetizing. Well, I mean, but now are... I'm determined. Challenge accepted. I'm going to send you a photo on Instagram. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> Here's do. your rainbow meat pie. Uh, along with the X-rated pics. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough, enough tomfoolery. Let's get to you. Let us get to you and the cooking and baking of it all. Let's start at the very beginning. Where did the passion come from to make you know, all these delicious Sailor Moon confectionaries. Well, picture it. Sicily, 1912. It was in my dorm room. I was trying to make a mug cake. I was like, I can do this. Why not? We got some things from Walmart. Let me try to put it together. I put it in the microwave, took it out. And it was just, I don't know what happened. I don't know where the color came from, but it was like a gray concrete slush. I was like, no, this is not, this is not appropriate <laughs> for anybody, let alone myself. Um, and that kind of started me looking into what makes a recipe tick, what makes a recipe delicious. Um, of course, I geared towards the desserts because no one's ever ha- really had a bad conversation over cheesecake or cake or cupcakes or brownies. Um, maybe. And if you do, I apologize. Wait, wait a minute. Wait <laughs> a minute. Wait a minute. Right. We have a, we have a couple things to unpack right here. First, <laughs> first and foremost, for those of you out there who don't know what a mug cake is, you literally throw some like flour, cocoa powder, sugar, an egg, and some other (laughs) bullshit in a mug and throw it in the microwave for like two minutes and call it a cake, right? Quote, unquote. Um, You know, um, I have friends out there, you know who you are, who love a mug cake. (laughs) I don't own a microwave. Secondly, this, this statement of no one's had a bad conversation over dessert. Hello, how about all the crying females and homosexuals over like that pint of ice cream on this national Sunday that yes, way to tie it all together. <laughs> Listen, I've been there. I've cried over, I cried over those family gallon tubs of ice cream from all but it was, it started off as a sad cry, but then it became a happy cry. Not only because I was eating their delicious strawberry ice cream, but because I was eating ice cream. Actually. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I was eating ice cream. I became happy. I think it was after my first real bad breakup. And I was like, I need, I need something to fill this void. And back in my day or back in our day, it wasn't quick kind of like GPS gay location. It was all, you got to log in, you got to wait for a message. You got to send a message. You got to wait. Um, you know, the MySpace live journal days. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I need Not something. My space need- live journal. Girl, you were talking about Craigslist. <laughs> Men seeking cake. men seeking cake (laughs) that could have taken off i should have started with that Uh oh my god yeah actually actually you know what you heard it here first you and i are going to talk after the box (laughs) we can tell we could brand it we could so sell it especially now (laughs) yes hello (laughs) 
And that's the, the third thing I want to uh, unpack, which is something that I really love about you and your persona is the gamer gay of it all. And so you're a self-described nerd, right? Even though I, I, I feel like that has bad connotations to it sometimes. So I don't really love using that word, but like, I think it's beautiful, right? I'm here for all types of gays. I am an equal opportunist sleeper with her. <laughs> and so I, you know, but I love that you you wanted to know like the math of it all and like the inner workings of it all, as opposed to someone like me who's like a feeler and just would like throw things into the the mug till I got it right. The more I did, I'm kind of glad I went that way because the more I did it, the more I realized, oh, this is easy. It's kind of like playing the piano where if, as long as you know where middle C is, you can pretty much play any song. Granted, there's music theory and how to, you know, all that fun stuff, but I got to and I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to work on a simple chocolate cake recipe and see how I can get it done. It, it took at that time, it probably took about a good 6 months. I think I left classes a couple early <laughs> or even just didn't go to classes like I need to get this cake ready. I need to get this cake done. I have friends coming over, we're, we're about to wash the grassy. I'm going to surprise them all. We're going to have some chocolate mug cake and it came out fantastic and I was like that kind of what started it. I was like I I want to do this more. I want to learn more about what makes a dessert a dessert what makes it delicious. And I had fun with it. And then flash forward a couple of years, I was like, all of a sudden had all these folders of typed up recipes. And I was like, I need to, I need to do something with these. I didn't, they kind of just stayed away. Cause I was like, I've got other things to do. I've got video games to play. I've got at the time, Sa- guys, Sailor today, Moon to watch. <laughs> Sailor Moon to don't, you want to go on a tangent. Sailor Moon is my jam since the nineties. It will always live rent free in my head. And my heart. I don't know if you've watched it. I've and behind you on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this season actually is a very sad one because this is when Uranus and Neptune die and they're trying to hold hands and trying to crawl to each other. But it's Americanized, so you don't know that they're really a couple. They're you cousins. Said, you said Uranus as opposed to Uranus? Yes, I can say Uranus if you if you're if your listeners like the sound of Uranus. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> they haven't they haven't heard my my anus yet. <laughs> I was like, have I been saying Uranus all, wrong all these years? Is it Uranus? <laughs> I it's it's in that little box of weird tomato, words tomato? like caramel, caramel, base, vase, roof, roof. Oh, okay. All right. How many of you out there say Uranus? I, I wanna know. Yeah. I know you won't write me about it, but <laughs> you can also they go could. to buy me you can you can also go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Munoz. Um <laughs> Because it's a thing always be plugging. I know, I know. Um, in your mouth, listeners, it's also my favorite thing that I wish you could see that Dan showed up on this Zoom call with Sailor Moon playing in the background and a lovely old school photo of Zelda, um, some Super Mario 64, and I can't tell what that other poster is back there. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, I'm gonna send you a copy of the game. It's oh. Disney meets Final Fantasy mixed with some Utada Hikaru for some vocals for the music. It's so good. I actually, I'm going to do a TikTok of it because I have a costume. So I'll send you the link so you can kind of get familiar with it. I love that. I love that. Now, wait, now back to the baking for a minute. Is there, before <laughs> before college, was there like a love for, for the kitchen? Did like you grow up in like a family sort of, cook fest if you will no not at all actually i don't have kind of those cherished memories that a lot of other bakers that you might see on social media do or even just anybody in general um i actually grew up in foster care so i really didn't kind of allow myself as a kid to make those family connections because it was like i don't know you people and i'm just trying to be out at 18 and not come back uh especially because they were all kind of crazy but that's a story for another time Actually, can, can I interrupt you? And can you speak yeah. to that for a minute? Because that that is um, the story here, actually. Um, and what was what was that foster care experience like? And how did you end up coming through that to be the beautiful person that you are today? Oh, well, thank you. It was it was. I'm not going to lie. It, it was rough at first. Um, I was young when I entered the foster care system. I think it was ten or 11. Um, so I was old enough to kind of know I don't belong here, um, but still young enough to just go with it and accept it. Not in a in a Cinderella, know your place kind of way, but more of a, I need to make the best of this as best as I can um, and know that this is not my permanent space. I kind of always had 
my therapist describes it as always having a luggage packed in the back of my head um, because I'm always ready to go, um, which is fine. I accept that. Um, My luggage is cute, so I always want to leave one on display. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I always have a a luggage packed because I'm always ready to hoe. (laughs) We never know when you can make a quick escape, whether it's to hoe around or just to kind of get out of Dodge. <laughs> I've, I've been alone in this apartment too long. I am full of these terrible dad jokes. <laughs> so please ignore me and keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, it kind of, that was pretty much my life. Uh, 11 to, I graduated high school at 18. Um, and then probably a week before I was set to start college at Westchester, I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> this was fun. Thanks. Um, don't write. I won't. And kind of just hit the road in my 1995 Chrysler LeBaron with a fabric rooftop that always leaked in the rain. So in the summer, it smelled like a can of tuna fish. It was horrible. Don't suggest it. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of turns me on. (laughs) Um, But it it was great because it's, you know, when I went to Westchester, it was right outside of Philly, got to meet a lot of great people. And I know we all see those memes or those inspirational quotes, you know, you get to choose your family. Um, but I, I was kind of fortunate to experience that and really kind of go about my friendship circles with knowing these are the type of people I want around me that are going to be my anchor and they're going to be my family now. They're mine now. We're friends. They're not going to get rid of me. Um, flash forward X amount of years later, and I'm still great friends with a lot of them. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's a testament to to us as a community, to friends that are really friends, because I always say, listen, I don't want people in my life that I can't fight with, that I can't argue with, that I can't cry with, that I can't be, that won't tell me I'm wrong, and vice versa, uh, because there's no growth from that. There's like, exactly. and so the people I've I've surrounded myself with, right, especially some people out there who, am I, who I know listen that I've known for like 20 years now, or just under, like, you know, we bicker, we fight like family, and then it's like business as usual, but we talk about it. It's like, you know, it's like, all right, you're an asshole. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm Let's sorry. go to brunch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was an asshole. You know, I fucked up, you know, <laughs> or something like that. And and you move on. And yeah, it's like, let's go to, like, girl, when are we going to the drink? Get a drink. I know we're fighting, but can we get a drink? <laughs> but they also, they also know like all your deep, dark secrets yeah. or maybe your embarrassing moments. Like, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm a big crier in any movie, any movie, whether it's Transformers, High School Musical 2, Cheetah Girls, you name it, I've cried. If it's a horribly sad movie. Debbie does Dallas. Oh, yes. So good. So, so good. good. I don't know. Winter's Tale is always the worst for me. I don't know if you've seen it. I <laughs> no. have to suggest it. I ugly cry, like verbally. Okay, um, all right. But yeah, I've got a lot of friends who know that I cry. They like to bring it up. They like to make fun of me. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That's great. It's High School Musical. It's very sad. It's a sad, emotional movie. You need to understand. And then we, I go off on an hour tangent about the adult themes in a movie and how it's kids trying to experience their emotional life. And we go to brunch. It's a good time. It's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Favorite gay, uh, favorite LGBTQ uh, themed film? Oh, I would have to say Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, because I am the Latina Marilyn Monroe and I got more more legs than a bucket of chicken. chicken. Yes, this is a fun time. But you know what else is a fun time, Dan? Eating Sundays while going to brunch? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, maybe not. Actually, not in my life. But <laughs> a, a, little, a little something that's a favorite of the listeners and of mine. A little something we like to call Food News Update. Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Mountain Dew's upcoming hot sauce is going to be flavored with habanero peppers. Do we have to do that? That's (laughs) why. (laughs) Well, I mean, so um, thank you, Delish.com, for this article. Um, Obviously, what more needs to be said? Mountain Dew, for some reason, feels the need to come out with uh, a hot sauce. And the limited edition product is a collaborative effort with the Philadelphia 76ers star, Joel 
Embide, Embid. I don't watch sports ball, so forgive me if I messed up your name. And uh, and the hot sauce company, I burn. Eek. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> Along with the habanero flavor chosen by fans, the, icon- the iconic citrus flavor of Mountain Dew <laughs> will be apparent in the sauce as well. Only 500 bottles of the hot sauce will be produced, so those who want to try it out for themselves have to keep their eye on Mountain Dew's social chat social media channels how do you feel about it i don't i am <laughs> no that we need to stop with the craziness that's just that's right up there with oreo fried chicken i can't no thank you you've been no, dying to I'm get sorry. that oreo fried <laughs> i'm chicken sorry i'm sorry right? so just... shade yeah you're just so shady to that <laughs> elliot norris just shade <laughs> let me grab my umbrella real quick <laughs> that's just that's unnecessary that's Unnecessary. Maybe I can get behind like a, a Taco Bell hot sauce, but or maybe a Dr. Pepper. I'm all for a Dr. Pepper hot sauce. I think um, Mountain Dew needs to focus on okay, doing something with their okay. code red line. Well, let's let's unpack that. A Dr. Pepper hot sauce, because I'm not a big fan of Dr. Pepper, but I know that there's like 24 roots and vegetables in Dr. Pepper or something like that. And it's a secret ingredient. But I figure since it's like this earthier flavor much like root beer, that it would it would maybe work for a hot sauce. But I'm trying to remember what Mountain Dew tastes like because I'm not a big soda drinker whatsoever. Um, and so I'm curious if it's going to be that like syrupy, sweet, fake lime favor, flavor. I, I don't know. I, they also have like 20 different flavors. I don't know if you remember when we were younger, they had like the, the orange lime wire. They had the code red. They have, are they the ones that do Baja? No, that's Taco Bell. I think that's just Baja. I know. I don't Taco know. Bell. How, I know you're like you're like on a Taco Bell tangent, girl. <laughs> no, I. When did Mountain Dew come out? Because I don't. Code Red. I feel like you're a little younger than I am. It's like something like sixty days till my fortieth birthday here. Oh, happy birthday! I'll have to send you a cake. Yes, please do. Uh, right? Well, it's not that far from uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, my no, God. not at all. Oh, Mountain Dew's been around for a while. The original formula was invented in 1940 by Tennessee beverage bottlers Barney and Allie Hartman. A revised formula was created by Bill Bridgeforth in 1958. Huh. I would not have guessed that at all. I would not have guessed that at all. I just I just know that terrible joke. What do you call the sweat between Dolly Parton's boobs? What? Mountain Dew. Oh, oh no. I can't <laughs> laugh at that. I love Dolly. <laughs> but you're laughing. <laughs> now I just want Taco Bell, Oreos, a Sunday, and some good old steel magnolias. So thank you for planning my evening for me. You're welcome. I don't know if we're, I don't know if you or I are here for this Mountain Dew hot sauce, but I'd be willing to give it a try. I'm a hot sauce lover. I, I would definitely try it, um, but I can't, I can't publicly support it. But personally, <laughs> I, I want to try it. Yeah, on the DL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before your legs go numb. Exactly. <laughs> There's a new wine called Shit Show. So we'll be drinking that for the rest of 2020. I love these like delish.com headlines. (laughs) So basically, there's a new wine made by a small Pennsylvania winery that is a red blend wine that, um, as delish.com is uh, quoting, is a total mood. Shit Show Wine is available for purchase online and pretty much sums up everyone's feelings for the year. 2020. Um, it comes out of Grovedale Winery um, in Wyalusing, PA. Uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what that word is. <laughs> um, so, and they, and the, this winery produces more than two dozen different bottles of wine. It's a shit show that's striking a chord at the moment. The oak barrel aged blend of Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot was released in early 2020 right? Before they even knew what the year would bring. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for a boxed wine, a good boxed wine, a good aged boxed wine. 
So like shit show, shit show is just too fancy for you then. <laughs> too fancy to give me a good box of Franzia and I'm set. Oh, my God. Um, So according to Food and Wine, the wine's name was initially inspired by more common unfortunate moments than a global pandemic. It was actually the idea of the winemaker who said it as a joke at first. And then they floated it and people started laughing, laughing immediately. We lift a glass together to celebrate life's good moments. And we thought having a wine for the shit show moments of life would help bring a smile. You see, now this is what I'm talking about. This is when I would smile as I cried over a breakup with my wine called <laughs> shit show. Not all, <laughs> It would be an actual shit show if I was drinking, I was eating that gallon of ice cream. <laughs> well, to certain people, maybe, but I'm, I'm supportive of a gallon of ice cream or a gallon of wine, either or. Yeah, I mean, I am here for this wine. Um, what I love about this is that uh, the winery is saying, we are actively working on a nonprofit collaboration that will see a portion of all proceeds from shit show wine going towards increasing mental health awareness and helping people's access assistance. Ultimately, we want to give people a way to laugh at different shit shows we face, but also make sure that people know that they are truly not alone. I like that now. Now I want a bottle of shit show. Yeah. But that's really, that's, I, I like when places do things like that, especially when mental health awareness, because I feel like it's still one of those topics that make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't know why, um, but I, I, I can appreciate that. I actually, now I think I'm going to try and get a bottle now. Well, I mean, it's local PA. Hello. And you're in- <laughs> but somewhere. I don't, it's probably the middle of Pennsylvania somewhere where oh all God. the crazy names are. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that was a crazy name. Or maybe, uh, listen, we can't say it's crazy names because I feel like all of those names came, like were taken from the indigenous people of the area. Were they not? Can someone correct me, me on that? I feel like me, they're like... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they were like Native American names or something that like, at least some of those places were named after. But beside, that's besides the point right now because I was in the Poconos early earlier during the summer in a cabin alone. Uh, But we did a wine tour. And hopefully this place um, is is producing better wine (laughs) than the wine we had. Because a lot of the wines on the menu were described as adult grape juice. I kid you not. No, I'm not surprised with the Poconos because actually that's where that area is where I went to high school and middle school. Um, so I, I'm not surprised. It, it probably tasted like a, a gl- tall glass of Welch's. Yeah, um, we didn't get that wine, and the wine we got wasn't too far off. But shout out to you, Grovedale Winery and Shit Show Wine. If you want to send us some, we are here because what? This podcast sometimes is a shit show. <laughs> Bud Light's Ugly Sweater Spike Seltzer Variety Pack has peppermint patty and apple crisp flavors. Yeah, guys. Pull your boobies out. <laughs> as, as Dan literally like covers his chest. <laughs> I was just thinking like, sure they... I was thinking about like the basic bitches of summer drinking like White Claw in like their like tiny bikinis. <laughs> you know? I... I, I can I can see that. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think now if I've ever had something slip out while I was drinking a white claw, and I can't remember. And I think that's white claw's fault. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll blame it on that. <laughs> and the alka synth in it. Um, are you a are you a spiked seltzer kind of guy? Yeah, if it if it fits in a glass, I'm all for whatever. Uh, which, well, you know. oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish. <laughs> But usually I'll go for a, a nice, I don't know. I, I, I would say my go-to drink, and I don't know if this is on topic, but it would be like a good IPA. Oh, you're a beer guy. And I'm just realizing I missed the two girls, one cup reference. And I'm like mad at myself for it. Right That's now. probably for the best though. <laughs> we Anywho. don't need to relive that. <laughs> Anywho, as I'm sure we've all seen out there, um, Bud Light, uh, seltzer has been a thing throughout the summer. They got into the spike seltzer game and they are releasing for the holidays ugly sweater variety pack. I can't believe I'm talking about the holidays right now. Uh, um, 
So it's perfect for those who want a cozy seasonal drink, but over ice. And they're like these crazy flavors. The first up is apple crisp, which is made with flavors of fresh baked apple pie, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Sounds delicious. Next is peppermint patty, which takes the flavors of the iconic candy, peppermint, and dark chocolate and puts them in a boozy seltzer. Next is ginger snap. Ginger f- spice flavored mixed with brown sugar and vanilla. Yes. And uh, Bud Light Seltzer Cranberry, which is available all year long. They are 5% alcohol by volume. I'm all for that. Chocolate and peppermint are my perfect combinations. In a, More- in a wait a minute, in a, in a fizzy, that's, that's my tequila. More ASMR. <laughs> um, like peppermint patty in like just a clear drink over ice. Yeah, why you don't you were you never 18 and secretly sipping away at peppermint schnapps? I'm sure it's the same thing. Oh, I got the first time I got drunk, I threw gold threw up gold everywhere. Oh no. Oh yeah. All that glitter just gone to waste. I know. <laughs> it was too much because my body was full of it already. <laughs> I think my first time was actually going to college freshman freshman year and I went to a party and they were like, oh, you've drank before. I was like, yeah, I've drank before. I was a cool kid in high school. Meanwhile, I wasn't. I was just sitting under a tree reading my books. Um, but they were drinking Jaeger and I was trying to throw them back and hang out with the cool kids. And I threw up in my book bag oh. and I was a poor college student. So I had to use that book bag all semester. And it just, every time I opened it, it was like a whiff of regret <laughs> and memories I didn't want to relive. <laughs> I usually don't drink during the podcast and I'm actually not really drinking very much, but I poured myself a tequila soda because I think I deserved it from all this uh, intermittent fasting. And I have this jar of apple, celery, um, cucumber, fresh juice in my thing. And I was like, oh, let me add a splash. Let me tell you, it's not good. Now I'm curious what it tastes like. I might have to come over and have a drink sometime. Yes, you are always <laughs> welcome. Get a COVID test and come on over. <laughs> I come with my own thermometer. That's, I I, lo- I live and I love for it. Listen, Bud Light Seltzer, we're here for it. We're obviously drinking it. And with that, I think there's a perfect way to end. Food news update. Listen, I want to take it back to a serious moment before, because before we like segued into FNU, um, we were talking about like foster care and things. And I was curious about um, your coming out and what that was like through the foster system and then coming into your own. Would you mind sharing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I came out freshman. I, I came out twice, technically, because... When I first came out freshman year in high school, I was in a different foster home. Um, So I had to come out again Um, that following year. I was in a new foster home. I was in a different high school. Um, The second time around, it was not fun. Um, It was a small little town uh, in the Poconos. And I came out to one person. And that's all it takes is, you know, one person, it's no longer a secret. A secret is really just you and yourself. Um, And then it kind of trickled up into... Uh, my foster parents and they asked me and I was like, yes, I am. And it was a, another, another opportunity to kind of feel that freedom of, you know, this is who I am. This is me. Um, granted, I was a little, I was a little too obnoxious about it <laughs> in a small little redneck town because it was one of those, I'm going to put it on a billboard, get in my way. I'm gay. I don't have time for you. I love it. I'm, <laughs> I, I am picturing you in all the Sailor Moon wear, Pokemon wear, but it's just like, pink and glittered yeah. <laughs> just stomping through town <laughs> not, not um, giving two other, bucks no not, and I couldn't really stop to think about it um, really because it was just it was a small little town I knew I wasn't going to be there forever and I was never going to see these people again I was like I don't you can say what you want to say you can bully and bullying happened unfortunately it does kids are horrible <laughs> but it, it was just it was an experience that I don't want to relive and it made me even more thankful for the people I have around me now to always have that acceptance and that, uh, that privilege to be vulnerable around people, which is something you really don't have as a kid. So what was the secret 
especially in that situation of getting through? Um, other than talking under my breath about people <laughs> when they would walk past me, it was really just reminding myself every single day, you know, Dan, you're, this isn't permanent. You're not going to be here and you're going to have a moment to go. Other than that, there, unfortunately, you know, I, I didn't have people I can fall back to. I didn't have anybody I can really talk to about it because no one understood it. Um, and I wasn't, especially as a kid, it wasn't my job to help them understand it. Uh, it was just one of those, you know, go downstairs when everybody's sleeping, watch Queer as Folk, enjoy your will and grace, enjoy your Cosmo uh, magazine and all your quizzes and just, just hold out until you're 18. And once you're gone, you can actually experience a new level of freedom and actually be yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's really important for people out there to hear because I, if I've said it once at this point, I've said it a million times that we never know who's listening wherever in the wherever in the world that you are. And this, this is um, a side of growing up, especially growing up in an LGBTQ, like as an LGBTQ person through the foster system that you don't hear. Right, uh, uh, many moons ago, right? Because what episode is this? One forty-one, one forty-two. Um, we did this whole like giving back episode, and the statistics of homeless youth that come out of the foster care system in this country are staggering, right? And so, if someone out there can hear your story the way you tell it, um, and be inspired, and just know to hold on for a little bit, that this is a temporary moment, and make it through then like we've done our job, right? Exactly. Because yeah. who uh, like who are we in the long run? I'm me, you're you, <laughs> we're, we are not a Kardashian. <laughs> like, no. you know, but we are tangible people and we are successful tangible people. So like, I, I really want to thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. And if I can, if I can give any little pearl wisdom with that is that the way I look at it, especially with being on social media, because there's always that toxic culture that comes with it. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with, if there's 7.5 billion people in the world, I don't have time to sit, pause, and worry about what somebody's saying because there's still billions of people out in the world. Someone's going to be okay with me. Someone's going to like me. Someone's going to want to be my friend. I'm not, I don't got time for you. If you want to go, go. If you don't want to like me, don't like me, but I'm not pausing my life to worry about you because yeah. I got to take care of myself, especially yeah. in 2020. Oh my God, especially <laughs> this year. And listen, that's a hard lesson to learn. That's a hard lesson to learn with friends. That's a hard lesson to learn with family. That's just a hard lesson to learn all around. And it's like, listen, I am, it took me a long time to come into my own. And it's, I am who I am. And do I fuck up sometimes? Yes. But I have learned that I'm not necessarily going to, uh, it took a long time to get here and I'm not about to change to adjust because you're uncomfortable all of a sudden. This is me right now. And I'm not a bad person. <laughs> exactly. We have the ultimate freedom um, being a part of the LGBT community because we get to be who we want to be, who we are. And I always you know, feel bad for people who don't feel like they can do that with themselves or I feel bad with people who are in our community but still don't feel like they can be themselves. Because I'm sure you know or, our or, community or like, can be very toxic at times. And it's, oh my God. It's disheartening. We talk about it all the time on the pod, ad nauseum. It's almost like the election, which we are not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your coffee mug says, ugh. <laughs> now, besides baking, do you cook normally as well? Like, not normally, but just do you cook? No, Jim does all the cooking. I don't cook anymore. Oh, who's Jim? Uh, he's my boyfriend. Oh. So he cooks, I'll do the dishes. Live in boyfriend? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's us, uh, my dog, Gwenny, his dog, R2, and his cat, Jenny. Oh, I love that his dog is named R2. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Please send me all the gay gamer OnlyFans videos. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for another social media platform. Listen, all you have to do is do what you're doing, just naked. They'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I I felt the same thing about TikTok. I was like, oh, I'm just doing 15 second videos. And then that turns into an hour of editing. I was like, I don't have time. People don't realize that this is, this may seem like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, but it's 
it's hours. It's just hours of your time that you hope to get paid for, you know? Yeah, it's like and you do it because you, you love may it. May not get paid. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you do it because you love it. And you know, where does so you started yes, bark if you love it. Bark if you love what you do. <laughs> um no. So from the mug cake to self-discovering um your like passion for baking, where did like that final love come from? Like what what made you like kind of just take a jump off the cliff and be like this is what I'm really, really just going to like pour my heart into. Um, I want to say it was getting the, the inspiration from friends, uh, my close inner circle where, you know, they were like, Oh, this is great. Can I, can you make me more or this is delicious? You should give me the recipe or you should definitely put this somewhere. Um, and that kind of having that reinforcement, that motivation, um, was great and it was a great jumping off point because you I'm sure you can understand or relate uh and maybe some other people can sometimes motivating your motivating yourself is one of the hardest things to do um so it was nice to kind of have that push and then um actually started with Jim and I started dating um I got his cameras because he wanted to go out and take photos and do photography uh-huh, uh-huh. you got um, it not for the bedroom yeah no <laughs> <laughs> uh not it, it started into, you know, oh, maybe you could do a video, which I, I've never suggested, but my first video turned into a, a horribly edited, um, obnoxiously loud, Julia Child-style orchestrated music with no talking, no face, because um, I was still kind of nervous. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to show my face to people. What if they don't like me? But then it was those, those moments of kind of re- retreating back into, I'm not being my best friend right now, and I need to do that, and I need to just get out there. Um, and it's been great ever since, um, people have been really supportive, um, and wonderful. And that kind of continues to motivate it. Cause sometimes you get burned out. I spend hours and hours in my kitchen baking. Um, there was a day where I think I had probably 18 dozen cupcakes all around the apartment in the bedroom, in the bathroom, in the laundry room, in the dining room, in the kitchen. Um, but knowing that there were people that wanted to know what this cupcake was going to taste like or turn out, it was it was a nice little, you know, go get them, tiger kind of moment. Yeah. Um, so it's I, always, it's always having those conversations with people, and I, I've got to meet a lot of great people. I get to meet you. Yeah. So I mean, listen. Or also, it's really important to understand, right? Because this is scary. I talk about it on my first solo podcast, episode eighty-one, about like this is scary. Are people going to like me? Can I do this? Right. Like defeating the demons in your head. Right. That self saboteur and whatnot. And then I was watching, I was watching like a podcast editing tutorial on YouTube. And the guy took time out to specifically address the sound of your voice being like, I hate the sound of my voice. I have a very popular podcast has millions and millions and millions of listeners. You know what the one feedback I never hear about is my voice because nobody cares. So get over yourself. (laughs) Because nobody a- cares. Amen to that. <laughs> you know, like nobody cares. And then like that really, I forget who he is. And I wish I remember now because it was like, it affected me so much. But it was such like this fleeting moment that like I still carry with me. Um, and it was just really great because out of nowhere, he was like, you know what? We need to stop a second from <laughs> showing you how to edit levels. To, <laughs> to, this is really important. And so, so yeah, it's, giving yourself that self-love and giving yourself that time. And I want to know how you all just don't eat or how are you all staying fit with all these baked goods? You know? Well, A, a I've had like 10 years to perfect how to keep it all sucked in. <laughs> but I are, you, actually, are you using those Kim Kardashian spanks? Oh, no, I don't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually what I do is I'll, I'll bake. Um, and then depending on what I'm baking, I'll either go to like some small stores in the area. Um, there's this one store, it's kind of like a GameStop. I'll bring them all my nerdy desserts. Um, but there's also a lot of homeless shelters in Pittsburgh. So I'll go and I'll drop off cakes or cookies or whatever I'm baking up. Because I know, I know that if they're here, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> um, and that's going to interrupt my Oreo time. And I don't want that. Yes. Um, I, but I, also, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm baking them and people need to eat these desserts other than me. And I, I want to give back. So I, I look for little moments like that. 
Yeah, I love that. That's really, really beautiful that you're like feeding the people as well. Um, I don't want to say let them eat cake because that was Mary Antoinette's thing and it was so bad. <laughs> but and she didn't really say it, right? Like no, it's... no, I think that was Chris and Dunst. That was all ad living. <laughs> <laughs> I love the reference, and I hope you out there, you all out there, get the reference. Please do, because if not, I'm going to come out sounding like such a horrible person. I don't want that. <laughs> See, I'm sort of charming. <laughs> I think you're very charming, and I've loved my time with you here. And um, if you want more of the nerdy cakes, the gamer cakes, the, the baked goods, Dan, tell them where they can find it. Sure can. You can find me on YouTube at Mancake, all one word, or Instagram at iMancake. Right. It's kind of like iCarly, but it's cake. <laughs> Is that how you came up with the name? Why Mancake? Uh, it's a play on words, you know, pun intended. It's when you think of cake, you think of butt. <laughs> I never actually said that out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and that is the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have this effect on people, I'm told. <laughs> um, okay. Collect myself. This is the Grace Adler. Think about listeners. You need. I wish you could see him. He's dying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Debbie Reynolds can only see me now, it's a mess. Oh my God! Well, listen, um, Lainey Kazan is watching over us. Is that? I thought that was Whitney Houston. I'm sorry. Oh, well, it's dark in here, so I, I like to keep the lights low because it makes me look young. I was like, that's either Selena or Whitney Houston. So I'll show you a close-up later. But okay. <laughs> anywho, man cake. Tell the yes. kids where it came from. <laughs> uh, cake, you think, of, you think of butt and man because uh, I do identify as he and him. Oh, I love that. And apparently you love man butt. Yeah, who doesn't? Are you are you an ass? I'm an ass man. I love a butt. I'm a I'm a big butt person. Can I say that? I'm gonna say it. I'm a big yeah. butt person. <laughs> listen, let let your freak flag fly. Listen, listen, there are boob men, there are ass men, there are leg men. Yeah, I'm, then I'm a big butt. I'm I like a little teacup booty that I could just fit in my hand or a oh, big really? butt that I could just take a chunk out of. Yeah, All butts. My, my friend Darius is always like little booties matter too. Yeah, exactly. They you know they need some loving also. Yeah, I I love it. <laughs> Listen, I love a round butt. I don't like a melon butt though. Like that's the oval butt. I mean, I'll still take it for sure. But like my perfect butt is like the round, like the cantaloupe butt, not the watermelon butt. See, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to now picture my butt so I can give it a fruit, but I don't know. <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I know I was blessed with my. Latino key to have a decent butt. <laughs> oh, okay. We didn't even talk about that. And now we're going on a tangent because I went to see the butt. <laughs> Tell the kids where you're from. Uh, I, me personally, I'm from Jersey, um, but my my father was Puerto Rican. Yes, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Boricua. <laughs> Morena, Boricua. Yes. Oh my God. Do you share, do you share um, my love for Maluma? Don't know what that is. Unfortunately, I wasn't raised around the culture. Uh, oh so I'm, I'm so sorry. I know Flan. We could talk about Flan and how much I don't like it. Oh, I know okay. about it. <laughs> Maluma is a person and we're going to have a whole conversation once we close out. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> I will bring you, I will bring you the culture, much like someone had to pull me out of the white neighborhood back into the culture myself. It, this has been an amazing, amazing time with you, Dan. And I really, really can't thank you enough after for giving me time out of your busy day after work and tending to the man and baking and the dogs and, you know, living the housewife dreams. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, listen, folks out there, if you want to follow Dan on Instagram, go to uh, at I man cake. You can go to youtube.com forward slash man cake. What's the TikTok again? Danny Toro, number eight. So it's Danny Toro and then eight. Olay. Um, <laughs> and, 
and it's great. And if you want to buy me a coffee, because I guess I, I'm doing this now, it's uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Munoz, because why not? You're really not buying me coffee. You're sending me money. <laughs> Big thanks again to uh, Daniel Toro. Um, this has been, I guess, two Dan's, two Dan's week after week was good luck because this was really fantastic and just a great time and great conversation, um, especially since we weren't talking about you know what. Other than that, stay safe out there. Take a moment for yourself to meditate no matter what is happening in the world. Try to do good. You know, buy someone a coffee besides me, like an actual coffee in the line behind you or the drive-thru and say, pass it along. I just did that. That felt really good. You know, random acts of kindness. We're entering the holiday season. And with all of that, I'm just going to say thank you for listening to In Yo 